listening to Real Talks Dominate Your Real Estate Business, a podcast for realtors. Every week, your host, Carly Bengals, sits down with experts in the real estate industry to discuss ways to become a more successful business owner. Always good to see you, Amy. Good morning. Happy Friday. This topic for today is how to grow your business before the election. So I hear that there's an election coming up. Who knew? I mean, you know, there's <laughs> protesters in the street. There's fireworks going off at the Washington Monument last night at 11 o'clock. It's just a normal year here in D.C. There you go. Um, so the experts are telling us that the market is going to be slowing down a bit before the election. Um, I don't want that to get in the way of, of associates that are watching and maybe watching um, on, on the playback of reaching their goal. We already had COVID get in the way, right? So a lot of agents are, are playing catch up. So let's discuss some ways to grow the business before the election. I think that we decided the other day that we were really going to be focused on the people who already know us and like us. Because that is generally the cheapest cost of business development. And even when you're spending money on it, it seems like to me. Um, And uh, so where do you want to start with that? Maybe some introductory thoughts. Well, I think you made an interesting point about will the business slow down a little bit around the election? This is something that's just historically a thing, but you could also say business slows down around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So who who really wants to be letting people in and out of their house on the 24th of December, right. all right? So the thing of it is the pie shrinks, but there's still a pie, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, how are you going to get in the path of the business that's going to happen? People still want to buy and sell. There may be slightly fewer people, and we don't even know by what percentage it would change. You know, I, I think all of us in real estate shouldn't be chicken little and say the sky is falling because we were at this and now we're 10% less because it's an election year, whatever right. that might look right. like. Uh, the truth is, there's a lot of business happening. And the thing that I like to tell my my veteran agents who believe they know how this works is there is a newbie. There's a newbie in the marketplace and it's any marketplace. Mm-hmm. They've had a license for two years and they're doing 80 transactions a year. So explain that one, right? Yeah. How did they go from zero to 80? You could have. Those 80 could have been yours. You could have treated yourself like a newbie and jumped in and found the stuff. So yes, I just want to poke a hole in the limiting belief that the market slows down and I should just give up. Well, yeah. And there's people that, that don't even know that's a thing and they have their goal. They're super driven and they're not even, they're not even thinking about the election. They're thinking about having a strong fall, right? Getting ready for winter because we do know things typically slow down in winter in most parts of the country. Right. And they're thinking, you know what? Rates are low, right? It's a great time to sell. I'm going to get as much as I can before Christmas. These are true statistical averages. You know what yep. else slows down in the winter and around Christmas time? The number of agents who want to work. True. So, so here's the thing. If you want to work in December, you can because the other agents are out Christmas shopping, right? right? And if you want to work around an election, you can because somebody else put their head in the sand. So plenty of transactions for you, which can be the segue to what the heck should we do to get you more appointments. But Charlie, I was thinking to maybe back up and speak a little bit of truth to what Jerusalem shared about preparing properties is totally different topic, though. 
Oh, I think what she was going over in today's news could be a number of future shows. Yeah. I took that down as a note to discuss with you <laughs> later today, actually. Yeah. Um, we should really be having discussions, be having classes around that NAR, you know, annual home buyer and home seller survey that they do. And it's a survey, but they it's a book that they publish on yeah. this. It's yeah. just so chock full of valuable information and the sellers are telling you this is what i want you to tell me during the listing appointment here are the top three things yeah we need to make sure that we're covering that stuff no i i i, I agree with you and i think that we have content for all um, right future probably much of september okay cool um before we get into this lead source uh, and you know how can we love on the people that already know us and like us can we talk a little bit about how we should be organizing that database. You know, you and I have said before, it's, you know, it can be the top 10%. It can be your top 10. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. I think looking at your, hopefully in your CRM, but if it's a list somewhere, or you need to go back and even review your transactions and figure out who referred the business to you, who are your best people? Yeah. And you and I were thinking, okay, your top 10 best people, try to identify those mm -hmm. and then try to identify maybe the 30 next and then there's everybody else. So not everybody has this organized, I guess is where True. I'm going with it. But, and I think this is a super important uh, topic because Charlie, no matter how many times I explain this to people that I coach, they'll push back on me and say, well, so-and-so hasn't referred me yet. And I say, whose fault is that? Yeah, right. Like, so don't don't tell me that you've organized your database in tiers of this person referred me, therefore they earned my mm -hmm. attention. These people have not. You're <laughs> you've got it backwards. So I think you need to look at it as who are the people who like treat yourself a little bit like a newbie and say, if I had been doing a better job of promoting my service and educating these people and staying in connection and communication with them. Are they likely to refer me? They liked me. We had right. good rapport. It went well. They're a communicative person. Whatever it is. So I think you have to look at your, you know, two hundred names. Mm -hmm. And I personally like ABC. A's are people who either do refer you, or if you haven't done a good job of earning referrals, um, then they would if you mm -hmm. would start to educate them better. Okay. So the A's are the most likely to refer. The B's could be worked up to that, and then yep. the C's are cold leads. Now the cream off the top is the A plus, and mm -hmm. we talked about a top 10 or a top 20. And here's my distinction there. The top 10, the top 20, whoever these people are, these are people that you would happily have lunch with. And I don't mean hoping for a referral. Okay. You would actually have lunch with them because they're smart, they're interesting, mm -hmm. they make your life better, you make their life better. You give them a copy of the, the book that most recently changed your life. You know, like you right. give them advice that you learned from your last conference that would help them grow their business. That's your top 10. These yep. are connectors, right? So please, please, please don't. And back in the last crash, I had a coach who told me that I needed to be having lunch with all my clients. And mm -hmm. I bought so many sweet people food and they just loved having me entertain them and feed them. Right. Really pointless time. And I'm not trying to be unkind. Mm -hmm. We all know a lot of kind people. We don't need to have lunch with them all. Got it. Okay. So once I've identified, let's say my top 10, you and I were talking before the show about what is something unique that we can give them. And by unique, I mean, it's, it's the gift cards. Great. Right. Yeah. But 
really knowing that person well enough. And as you get to know them, you're keeping notes on them. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You really get to know somebody during a transaction and keeping notes on them. One example uh, that I gave on my mastermind on Friday was there's a speaker by the name of Scott Stratton. He is the author of Unmarketing. This is a New York Times bestseller. And he was a speaker at the Remax Broker Owner Conference last week. And he was telling a story about how this realtor got to know him. I'm going to fast forward, right? Um, This agent got to know him, built rapport. Scott was not in the market to to buy a house in Ontario. When he got in the market, he ended up buying from this agent. So I'm not going to get it, you know, feel free to go back and watch the mastermind, you know, if you want the whole story. when it came time for, I think it was his birthday or Christmas, you know, I, I, I don't remember the specifics, mm-hmm. but the agent got in touch with Scott's wife and came up with this plan to Scott is a comic book nerd and he had a local artist do a comic book cover of Scott's, I think it was Scott's favorite character. Maybe it was even a new character. And the character had on his, the inside of his forearm the same tattoo that Scott has. So there was a lot of thought that was you know, put into this. And, and perhaps the realtor couldn't remember exactly what that tattoo said, and that's why the wife was in cahoots or whatever. So anyway, you know, on the birthday or around the holidays, I don't remember the specifics of the story, the agent came over, presented Scott with this gift, Scott opened it and was like blown away that this agent remembered and thought, I'm a comic book nerd, I love buying local, right? This was a local artist that made this. Mm -hmm. And part of me is in this cover because it's the same tattoo. So I'm not saying that we all have to get, you know, commissioned art, but for our top 10 people, what is something that they're really into? What is, what is something that um, their greatest hobby, what drives them? If they love to travel, we can't travel right now. But what if you sent them on a long weekend somewhere? Um, you know, West Virginia is, you know, their, 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 their tagline is wild and wonderful. I don't know if you know that, Amy. Hmm. Well, um, everybody from the D.C. suburbs is like going to West Virginia because they all want to get out of town, even yeah. for a weekend. Yeah. So, you know, it, could we send somebody to the Greenbrier? Um, will, it, will it be cheap? No. But if, what if this is somebody that is has bought and sold from you several times, gives you referrals, right? And you know that they love to travel, um, sending them on a weekend, I don't think is a bad idea. Now, I do wanna, I, I, you know, I do wanna state a caveat here. We're not giving gifts based on referrals. It's not, thanks for that million dollar buyer, here's your weekend in yeah. the Greenbrier, right? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's, thanks for being a great client and a great person. It's been a really tough year and I thought you and your wife would enjoy a long weekend at XYZ. That's just one idea. You and I aren't sitting here advocating that everybody in our top 10 gets a trip. But I think based on what you know about these people, right? Thinking about experiences, things that are not necessarily one-offs. I was talking to clients about this earlier this week. And they said, you know, that they prefer something that lasts, right? The, you know, Cheryl's cookies are great or cupcakes are good. But then once they're eaten, they're gone. And then they're eventually forgotten, right? Where an experience where you take photos and this and that or art or something like that, 
lasts. It has shelf life. They remember it. They remember the experience. They go back, they look at their photos and go, oh my gosh, remember that trip? Yeah. You know, and, and Amy got us that trip. Remember that, right? When's the last time we talked to Amy, right? It's just, it's different. It is different. So here's, I want to, I want to suggest that I love that you gave such a clear example of something that would really be appropriate and maybe over the top, but not be appropriate right. to a particular client, but we may be intimidating some people in our audience. And I want to tell you, there are so many thoughtful things that you could do that aren't that hard. So yesterday was my client's birthday mm -hmm. um, and she's going through a stressful time and I didn't know what to do for her. Um, I, I really, I've known her a while, but I, I couldn't really think like, I don't know what her sports teams are or her favorite. I don't even know if she drinks alcohol at this mm -hmm. point. Um, and so I, I could have stalked her, I suppose on LinkedIn and Facebook and tried to see some preferences. Right. But instead, I just called her first thing in the morning, or I think I think I texted her at like 730 because I don't know how early she gets up. Yeah. And I said, happy birthday. I want to bring you dinner and I have an idea, but anything that works for you, you know, would be fine. Mm -hmm. So we ended up talking voice to voice. And I told her that there's this really nice Italian restaurant here um, that I would just pick up the food and bring it if she was interested, but I would get anything she wanted. And she mm -hmm. said, that sounds great. So it cost me 150 bucks and, you know, an hour and a half of my life to make it happen yeah. at the end of a busy day. But it really wasn't that hard. They had curbside, you know, they were ready for me when right. I got there, drove straight to her house and she was just over, she cried. She was overwhelmed. She wanted me to stay. And I'm like, sorry, can't take off the mask and gloves. Um, and I just left her to to have her her lovely birthday dinner on me. So that was not hard actually. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, but it, I'm, I'm sure that it felt awfully thoughtful, right? right? It won't last. It's not something she'll keep. But for those who are going to overthink this and do nothing, <laughs> I just want to say a great bottle of scotch, or if you don't know their preferences, you can stock them online, or you can pick something more generic. We were talking about something unique for those top 10, but I don't want to psych people out who are listening and have them be in analysis paralysis. Agreed. Yes. No, something is certainly better than nothing. And one of our associates, Jessica uh, Fateau, who didn't know we were talking about this topic today. Oh. Yesterday, she just happened to send me a getting to know you sheet that she drew up for her clients. And there's yeah. all these different topics of what's your favorite this, what's your favorite that, right? And the idea is to get them to fill that out. So then you remember their preferences. Yeah. And if you do choose to give them uh, thoughtful gifts in the future, you know, you end up having a cheat sheet. So we talked about your top 10 connectors, as you call them, they get something unique. And I, and again, I think the uniqueness is based off of, you know, how well you know them and what you know their likes and dislikes might be. Yeah. We talked about, you know, maybe the, you know, the, the, the next one could be 30 easy ones. Um, talk to me about what those 30 easy ones may be, because we're not talking about, you know, $150 dinners for those next 30 oh. or trips, right? It's something easier and likely cheaper. Right, right. Well, we've t so we're talking about Popeyes or what would you say, Charlie? I like the idea of Popeyes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you're not comfortable with that, um, and by Popeyes, it can be a drop by, a drop off, right? We've talked about this on the show before, you're dropping off whatever it is, mm -hmm. and then you're you know, sending a video from their porch, that sort of a thing. Yep. There's also plenty of mail order uh, companies that provide services, uh, Cottage Farm Directs, Direct, Cottage Farms Direct, I believe is the name of the company. This was a referral to me from a client that I have in New England, and they do plants, and it includes UPS shipping for free. 
And I was like on there playing around and you can get, I think it's a Chinese money plant for $22 delivered. Mm-hmm. Pretty good deal, right? Or it sounded like a deal to me. I mean, maybe they're this big, but anyway, it sounded like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. Um, and he said that that particular company has an excellent reputation up in New England. So that's an idea too. If you don't want to be dropping things off and doing the video again, I think, you know, the maybe the overall theme of the show is something is better than nothing. And we just mm-hmm. want people to be in action yes. and whatever that action is, you know, what, you know, whatever is easiest for you in your current situation, if you're too busy to do pop buys and you're not going to do it in September and ordering something, whether it's Cheryl's cookies or, you know, cottage farms uh, direct or, you know, whatever, yeah. um, getting somebody a membership to a wine club. I did that for somebody's birthday one year and they, you know, they really liked it. Every time the new wine would come, they would send me a text. You do, yeah. Um, right. So, and, um, that was almost a curated thing too of, I happened to be, I don't remember where I was. It may have, for some reason, I'm thinking I was in Colorado and I stumbled into, it may have been, it was San Francisco and I stumbled into some wine shop. I don't drink. I didn't want a sample, but they had this wine club. They had all these members and I thought, oh, how interesting, right? And I, ended up, I think it was for his anniversary, actually. It was a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, he got a you know new bottle or two new bottles of wine every quarter or something. Um, so anyways, uh, I digress. So it can be as easy as you going and picking something up, dropping it off, taking a video. If that's not, you know, something that you want to do, then order it, right? There's all sorts of stuff to order. And I don't, I would caution you if you're thinking about gift cards, the e-gift cards sometimes get lost. Mm-hmm. And then you have to call them and say, did you get my gift? It gets a little weird. I was talking to somebody about that earlier this week. So if you're going to do an Amazon gift card, maybe get a physical gift card yeah. or just get a Visa gift card and send it in the mail or drop it off because the e-gift cards, they can I've go into spam and stuff. Card. And I've told my family so many years, please don't buy me gifts. And they, right. I found an Amazon gift card in my office from my sister-in-law, 50 bucks. So thoughtful. Yep. I just set it down and forgot about uh, it. Yeah. You know? So I, yeah, I think don't do that. You know, if you just, if you just get a, a, a rosemary from from a health food store that costs right. bucks. It's better, you yep. know. So, something, <clears throat> something is better. Something more tangible. So I think my takeaway is going to be: please don't overthink it. Any yep. one of these things is going to be great. Um, I I got a text from a, a a vendor selling branded cutting boards yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually pretty nice because I've seen some branded cutting boards that are so ornate they don't look useful. <laughs> Okay. This one was mostly a rectangle with a yeah. tiny, tiny bit of a roof pitch on it, mm-hmm. and then your your logo burned into the corner. So it was mm-hmm. much more practical. So yeah. that's what I've seen. You could. We have a great Frenchish bakery here. So you know, I could go get thirty loaves of fresh bread, get my stack of cutting boards, and go trick, 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 trick. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool like, idea. Yeah. You know, make a big impact. Yeah. You know, with with the holidays coming, you could put a pumpkin on their doorstep. Although I've told the story of buying 30 pumpkins and letting them freeze in my driveway. Um, you know, and as the holidays get closer, sometimes rosemary can be shaped in a Christmas tree. There's so many different things that you can do. When in doubt, Google pop by ideas or fall pop by ideas, right. but don't overthink it. And I want to share a story uh, about when I became a renewed evangelist for Popeyes. Mm-hmm. My sister has an agent that I referred to her many years ago, and I did it as a favor to her. I did not take the referral fee. I gave that to closing costs, okay? So this was not about me. Mm-hmm. I did my best to find her an agent. 
I visited her and her wife and they had transacted with this agent maybe five times and they were sharing with me that they hate their agent. Well, I felt terrible. Like I'm the one who referred her. And I said, well, don't, don't keep her as a favorite of me. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know her. Like I, I picked her, I interviewed her. I thought right. she had enough qualifications. Please don't keep using her on my account. And they said, oh, you don't understand. She gives us all this stuff. It's her Popeyes. The woman pops by all the time. There's a lavender above their sink. It's from her. There's a <laughs> in the summer. They get a they get some sort of a certificate to go pick a Christmas tree every yeah. year. They just keep using her even though they don't like her. Now, in this case, she's keeping a client, but she's not getting referrals. Okay. Right. They're right. not pleased enough with her service to enthusiastically yeah. tell their friends. Right. And that's what we're going for right now yes. is that you're going to be in community and you're going to generate referrals. I like it. Um, I think that's actually a really good place to leave it. So that's what we'll do. I know you probably have to go, but our last thing was going to be everybody needs to be on the newsletter. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for reminding. Yes. Everybody else. What should we be doing for everybody else? Amy? You've got to get every single human on your newsletter. Cause here's the thing. You've got to educate them that you have a service. You've got to keep them in the know about the market. And then when you pop by with a thoughtful gift, you don't have to be all salesy and say, want to buy or sell, want to buy or sell, want to right. buy or sell. Right. right. You're just being thoughtful. They know you're a realtor. Right. So Charlie, to me, the point of doing these is to reconnect and to set appointments. Yep. So, maybe it's a little bit of a conflict because for me, I would like my Popeyes to be un, unfed. Like, I don't want to ask for anything. I just want to yeah. get and walk away. Yeah. Yep. But what I want to encourage you is the way you're going to grow your business between now and the election is to be in community and be in connection with as many humans as possible and ask them if they have questions about real estate during COVID or ask if they know anyone who needs quality service or quality care, whatever it is. And we're all a little bit afraid to be salesy. I'm not, I'm strongly begging you to not be salesy, but do ask them if they have questions about real estate during COVID. Yep. Do the best that you can to set appointments and you'll have a strong, strong fall. I like it. And a plug for the newsletter for the Remax Allegiance agents watching, go to allegiance-marketing we not only send a newsletter on your behalf twice a month, we set up the list. You just have to send us a little update. We do everything for you. I mean, everything for you. It is completely turnkey. So allegiance-marketing.com, sign up for that. I appreciate the reminder for the everyone else. Amy, uh, always good to see you. Have a great weekend and we'll see you soon. Wonderful, bye. Thanks for listening to Real Talks Dominate Your Real Estate Business.